Welcome to Silver Line Behind the Frame, episode number 14. I'm Josiah Ness, and in this episode, we get to sit down with Boss Innovation and Marketing. Boss is a family-owned business with Mike as the dad and Ryan and Jeff, the two sons. We get to hear about how Boss started, the first product that they started with, all the way up through the innovative products that they've come out over the last couple of years, as well as the dynamic with family and business. Well, welcome to the Silverline Behind the Frame podcast, guys. We're here at the Boss, Strong, or Boss Strongbox headquarters, right? Yeah. That, that's where we're at. And yep. I don't know how to say this California, but where are we at? Rancho Santa Margarita. Nice. Yeah. Kind of yeah. between LA and San Diego. Okay, cool. Yeah. South Orange County. Uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, this whole time I've been here, I'm like, I don't know where these places are at. <laughs> I just look at my map and I go to that direction. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun one to always type out Rancho Santa Margarita every time you have to put in the address. Right. Or tell somebody where you're at. Yeah. Well, sweet. Well, uh, for the viewers that are listening, give me the uh, – actually, introduce your guys yourself. So we have family business, which is super cool. We Obviously, me and Micah have our own business, and we've been in the family business with my dad our whole life. So when we're having you know you guys as family and, and brothers working together, it's always a cool dynamic because that doesn't happen very often. Mm-hmm. So uh, introduce your guys selves, and then um, give me a little background on on how all of this became to be. Okay, sounds good. Well, I'm Mike Curtis, and uh, I'm the dad. And I'm uh, Ryan Curtis, and I'm one of the sons. Nice. And we have my other son is Jeff, who is out right now, but yeah, uh, he's here as well. So cool. And then, because all youth, is it just you three? Because I know you have another brother, but he doesn't work in the right. He's a Orange right? County firefighter. Okay, cool. Here. So uh, you know, but I mean, he comes in and has yeah. fun with stuff we have. Cool. So. Nice, sweet. Well, yeah. Tell me about the. Tell me about how, you know, you came. Obviously, since you you guys started it, but how from earlier on, kind of give me a little bit of background on that road. So, Boss Innovation Marketing is the corporate name, um, and we have a couple of entities underneath that. Boss Strongbox being one of them. That's one of our main focuses right now, which is uh, we build steel boxes, um, weapon lockers and stuff like that for law enforcement and the consumer industry right now. Um, another aspect or another channel is kits, which is kind of where the, the business started with is, um, building safety kits for government agencies, auto safety, disaster rescue kits, um, things like that for, um, for government. Um, and then that led to bosssafety.com. So we have bosssafety.com that sells a bunch of personal protective equipment from safety some masks, um, respirators, gloves, glasses, flashlights, and things like that, um, which led to other major brands and stuff that we carry, such as like Camelback, Streamlight, Pelican, Surefire, Gerber, um, and things like that, which led us to like BossTactical.com. Um, and then we also have Pelican Cases for Less.com, which is one of our main sites. And we are one of the major dealers of Pelican cases in the country. So, and then we have boss emergency preparedness.com, which has all of our kits on it. So we have all these little aspects or channels that we have um, built over the years. Um, and then our main focuses have been strong box Pelican cases and kits. That's awesome. Cool. Well, from my background, I, it's amazing that I'm doing what I'm doing now compared to what I was doing years ago. Uh, kind of was associated with real estate quite a few years, title business, 
uh, own a mortgage company, we'll say mortgage, uh, and then a, an escrow company for about 20 some years. And so, you know, during that time, uh, I had some friends and we decided we're going to try to start this little business on the side. I mean, it was just kind of thing that, you know, we're all doing our own thing. We had each of our own companies and we thought, well, let's try to find a product that we could take retail, you know, and just see if we can get it out there. And that was about 2001. Uh, and to kind of get to where we started Boss, uh, the actual corporate name is Boss Innovation and Marketing. Uh, and then we did a DBA to Boss Safety, which that came out of how this thing got started. So I was down at uh, Ryan's graduation. Oh, well, no, it wasn't. It was your... Uh, banquet for the uh, soccer. soccer program at San Diego State. Mm -hmm. And so his roommate's father is a was an Irvine police officer here in California. And he was sitting next to me and we were talking about different things. And uh, I was telling him, you know, we're going to try to take some products maybe to the retail side. And he goes, well, Mike, I've got something that you might want to look at. I said, well, okay, well, maybe we're done. He goes, no, no, no. I'll go out to the car and I'll go get it right now. No way. So he comes in and he brings this box that has these three little lights in it. And the lights, they look like the little reflectors that you'd have on the road, you know, when you're driving and they light up kind of. And they're, you could drive over. And what they were is they're little, they have LED lights in it. And you set it on the ground behind your vehicle if you broke down at night, kind of like the... Um, the triangles that they do with trucks. So traffic for a mile away could see it. And him and his partner in Irvine, they invented that. Mm -hmm. So we just talked about, well, okay, maybe we can try to take that some, you know, to the market. And took it to AAA. It didn't work too well going there. I think most of the people thought we named it, we, we branded it Laser Flare. So you know, that might have scared some of the people that were, you know, getting that magazine. Uh, but what happened was, is we decided there was a, a conference that came up. We didn't know anything about it, but it was called FedFleet, which is a government uh, federal conference that was done through GSA that brought all of the federal uh, vehicle uh, you know, people that deal with the vehicles for each of those different departments. Mm -hmm. And so this little light we took there and, you know, they were looking at it and they said, well, this is great because they're vehicles. They need to have some type of emergency thing in the back. And this was perfect for it yeah. instead of the strike flares. So what we did was, you know, it was pretty pretty funny how what it looked like i mean it was not yeah, it was right right i mean when you cardboard cut out <laughs> black cardboard cutouts to like enhance the lights and yeah, yes. it was it was goofy yeah it really was but what's interesting is that uh the first <coughs> first uh conference we went to we you know we got good exposure but it you know this didn't turn into anything very big and so we just decided well we're gonna Let's just kind of phase out. You know, it's not working for us. Let's just all do our own businesses and kind of cut back. And then the other conference came up the next year, which was important in Oregon. And I just felt something inside of me saying, you know what? You need to, you, got, you should just go to that. So 
I told my guys, I said, look, I know we're not doing it, but I think I should go up there and do it. So Ryan went with me and another gentleman went and, uh, somehow that light out of that conference was taken back to Washington, DC to a head head guy within border patrol. And so when he looked at the light, he said, well, the story came back to where we found out that we were called by somebody out of Indianapolis for border patrol that was going to be doing these purchasing. And so on that purchasing side, what they were looking to do was create a kit that was going to go on the back of every border patrol vehicle. And the reason they were thinking about it was because of 9-11. They asked everybody that was around that would have been, you know, it was obviously in New York at the time, what could you have used in that emergency, you know, for a disaster situation. So they called us because they wanted the lights in it and the, and the kit. And then they wanted, you know, first aid kit, jumper cables, shovel, all these different things, about 20 different items. Now at this time, the only thing we had was a little light, but we asked the lady we were talking to, she, she said, yeah, we're going to get first aid kits and such. And so we said, well, can you just send us the list? She goes, sure. You know, so we get the list. So we start looking at, you know, it's like uh, Delco jumper cables, you know, the kitted uh, fire extinguishers, the uh, mag light, you know, those, those are the companies of the products they wanted in there. Yeah. So we start getting on the phone and calling these companies to find out whether or not we could, hmm. you know, if we have an opportunity to sell their product, would they let us do that? Right. And we kind of give them the idea. Yeah. And so we ended up bidding on the items for the whole kit. And I think we ended up with 13 of the 20. Wow. So when we, they called back, they said, we asked them, what are you going to do with all this? Where, where is this going to be shipped? And they said, well, somewhere in Indianapolis. And we said, well, how are you going to do it? You know, put it together. They go, we don't know yet. <laughs> so... Our offer was, we'll do it for you. We'll have, we're going to get these items anyway. We'll just have those other seven companies send it to a warehouse, mm -hmm. which at the time we didn't have. <laughs> but awesome. uh, since I was in real estate anyway, I knew a bunch of guys. And literally that afternoon, we had the ability to have a warehouse. Hmm. And so we called them back and said, we'll take care of all of it. Hmm. And they just were, they, they were ecstatic. Yeah. And... <laughs> we ended up getting the order and it ended up being 6,685 kits that we had to do in 90 days and ship to 52 different locations around the country for them. Wow. And thank God, the Lord bless us, we were able to do it. That's awesome. Uh, so, huh. and then from that process, it led to a smaller kit that we now do for the DEA, the FBI, ICE, uh, the marshals. Hmm. Uh, and then on the border patrol side, along with that disaster rescue kit that we do, they wanted us to make kits for the golf side for hurricane kits hmm. put in there. And then on the Northern border, we have what cold weather kits that hmm. go in there. Wow. So this little tiny light 
<laughs> Literally. I mean, that's where I, you know, it's a, it's a miraculous thing. I can just tell you, it's one of those things yeah. where you never know what can happen. Right. If I hadn't gone to Oregon, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be talking right now. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what's, to me, is amazing. Yeah. And so from that point, uh, with the light and the kits, that's when we came up with the DBA of Boss Safety Products because now we had all these different companies that were basically like 3M and the safety stuff. So we mm-hmm. became a, base, a safety distribution company. Right. So where we could provide personal, you know, protection equipment and that stuff for people. Hmm. So that's why we started that. We started Boss Safety's site, which is where Ryan, he actually came during the summer when he was in college when we started with the light. And then he started building, which really started everything for us, was the uh, the website. Okay. So you remember when you came in and did all that? Yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, I remember just going back to the laser flare. Um, before we did those shows, I was going around trying to, like, just walking into, like, dealerships with a flyer and, like, some samples trying to sell those things, mm-hmm. like, door-to-door salesman type and um but yeah it's just it's crazy how it went from just that one thing to where we're sitting at now but yeah um and then we leveraged like my dad was saying we leveraged the fact that we had these kits and this relationship now with the border patrol and everything that we were doing to then open up all these other companies to come in right mm-hmm. so that got us in with pelican got us in with uh, like 3m and peltor and all these major manufacturers of like major PPE, personal protection stuff. Yeah. Um, and opening us, opening us up as a dealer. So now we can have these great prices. And, you know, this was back, again, 2002, 2003, 2003. When we started the site and stuff. Mm-hmm. So then we, yeah, we started to build the website. And so we had it on there. And then I started to kind of learn a little bit about AdWords, mm-hmm. right? And, and Google AdWords and stuff like that. And then I was like, well, let's let's try to put some of those things on AdWords and see if we can drive traffic and make some sales. And that started to, started to work. And so we just kept doing that. And then we kept adding products and kept doing ads and kept adding products. And um, so we were boss safety for probably five years until we we just kept growing the line and the product line and everything and then we got gerber and camelback and nice. some of these you know, leatherman yeah and some of these other hmm. big big things but um yeah so that's we just started doing a lot a lot of online business we we're still doing the kits we we're utilizing those kits and now we're going to those the same shows over and over again and that led to forest service and a couple other agencies that um, we started customizing kits for them. And then, so now we have a kit line, then we have our safety online business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Yeah. Well, back to, after we started doing those kits, uh, we had uh, when Katrina hit. Yeah. Also, oh, yeah. we were fortunate that we did have a lot of the setup we had for the safety stuff because border patrol called, called me on i think it was sunday or monday on, morning it was sunday night yeah. on monday it was like that i think midnight, i got yeah. a call that day or the next day hmm. and they wanted us to put together 350 search and rescue backpack kits 
for a bunch of the border patrol guys that were going to come in and do search and rescue and, wow. and, and some security and such. Yeah. So we had, you know, like they wanted them by Friday. <laughs> this was Tuesday. So, you know, we said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. So, you know, we had access to, uh, you know, the, uh, water packets. We had the, the food bars. We, we got all that. We got hot meals that they could fix kind of the, uh, MREs, like, uh, MREs. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, snake bite thing every week. We went down and got right. camelback backpacks and we put it all together and hmm. we shipped them, you know, FedEx pretty much overnight. It was, you know. Wow. And uh, we ended up sending several pallets of water and food down the next week. Hmm. Uh, but we got it done and, you know, we were fortunate because it kind of led, we had these things that they could, we could help them with. Yeah. I mean, I, I can remember I had to track down like 2,100 uh gas cans wow. the plastic ones oh yeah we know? were i mean we rented vehicles <laughs> i was driving up to pasadena to get a bunch of yeah. mres and you were going down to san diego to get backpacks and then holy cow bringing it all together and just within three days we did i don't know 500 backpacks or something like that wow huh but that was like being kind of the small business and just flexible we were able to just make things happen we just yeah. you know and having access to you know, just picking up the phone and yeah. calling people and saying, this is what we got going on. Can you mm -hmm. help us? And let's go and just get it done. And so, yeah. yeah. So we just have mm -hmm. the ability to kind of just make things happen like that. So, yeah. So when that's when you were starting to build all those kits for border patrol and stuff like that, was that, you know, when you started doing the AdWords and start selling, are you, were you selling more to, uh, that kind of uh, clientele as far as, you know, law enforcement or not, or were you actually doing to um, like direct sales to like normal civilians? Yeah. Like that? Direct we sales. Um, we didn't really do a lot of the marketing for like online marketing for the kits and stuff that okay. we kind of kept. Um, it was kind of like our little niche and we, it was just a different clientele. Like, and so that was all marketed during the shows and the trade shows that we did, mm -hmm. but all the other products that we were selling was yeah, either, businesses or end consumers anything like that gotcha um just searching online for respirators or a pelican case or a flashlight or something like that and so um that was the focus there and then the kits we never really you know never, never really marketed online mm. okay uh, we we did uh we did though do like earthquake kits for a lot of the different cities here in california okay like palm springs uh San Clemente, Hawthorne, uh, you know, se several different ones that yeah. for their employees, they would have emergency supplies within the, the building or whatever. So, hmm. you know, that kind of started going towards more the the city and maybe the consumer side because yeah. we could we could do any type of uh, earthquake kit or emergency kit. So, mm -hmm. uh, but like Ryan said, we, we really uh, kind of had our, our niche and market because we, you know, working with pretty much it ended up being most of all of the federal law enforcement hmm. entities within the government. Yeah. So, and then that kind of over time, as we were going to the shows, the fed fleet shows, uh, I met a friend, uh, a, a mine that actually he was there doing weapon lockers. Hmm. Wow. That he was doing with Border Patrol, all the same people that I kind of knew as well. So, yeah. so we kind of did it together for a long time. Huh. And uh, so, you know, I uh, he was still doing it, but prior to him, uh, him and I working something out, which we ended up doing, another friend of mine invented, uh, and I met him down at Camp Pendleton, 
He's the one that uh, makes the Black Rack tactical weapon mount, hmm. wow. uh, which you're familiar with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so him and I met, and I just looked at him. I love the product. And I said, you know, Kevin, I think I can help you get this into the federal side because I know so many of the guys in D.C. that we need to go take it to them. Mm -hmm. And so we started doing the Black Rack. We became the only federal distributor for the Black Rack hmm. mounts wow. to all those agencies. Yeah. So now the Black Rack, I started bringing to the Fed fleet conferences with our kits. Mm -hmm. And then as time went on a little bit, Richard, the gentleman that owned the locker company who lives in Canada where he built them, uh -huh. wanted to just say, hey, you know, I'm kind of thinking I want to stop doing this. I'm going to retire. And you know, I said, well, let, what, what can we work out? So we ended right. up working out a... A deal which was an absolute blessing to us cool and uh we brought all his drawings and his uh, uh you know the way he made the lockers they were very very uh well received in the industry with the, the law enforcement so okay and what year is kind of not that was probably around 2010 okay cool okay so uh when when we looked at it we we kept the name of his company, which everybody I knew knew that. So yeah. I didn't want to just like change the name overnight. And, you know, so we kept the name uh -huh. that he had, but then gradually rolled it and made it Boss Strongbox okay. over time. So everybody knew we were still providing the same type of product and all that, but then gradually it, it became Boss. Mm -hmm. And uh, now that those lockers go along with the black rack mm -hmm. because all the departments that we you work with you know they have weapons so right. they're either going to use a, a weapon mount to secure the weapon either up front or maybe in the trunk or wherever mm -hmm. and possibly lockers as well and a lot of vehicles they do both yeah so that's how we kind of broke into getting into the the tactical more of the tactical side gotcha of the, the law enforcement. Yeah. Nice. So what's the, is, is explain a little bit about the, the strong box that's now, you know, and how that looks and how that's designed. Cause obviously that, you know, kind of goes into a bunch of different industries now, but like kind of what was the, what was the main idea for that? And what is that kind of, what's the main function for that right now? Well, I, how we, when we, got the company and we brought it here to California and started making them ourselves here. Uh, we started changing some of the, uh, the features of the lockers that Richard had. Okay. Um, and those features were really came about from some input from some of the, uh, federal agencies. Uh, I knew some of the guys with, uh, the marshal service out of DC and they had a vehicle broken into in Tucson hmm. and, was in a uh, Tahoe. They got in the back and they there was a locker in the back that was made by another competitor. It was made of wood and it kind of only locked in right in the middle. And somehow they pried that thing open and got everything out of it very quickly. Wow. So the guys that uh, I knew in DC said, Mike, you know, here's some thoughts that we have and, you know, is there something you can do to design and make one? And so we said, sure. And that's where we ended up making the uh, three different pullouts, three different sizes for them. Like and drawer systems. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
and the key that we ended up doing is that ours are all steel. And typically, the, the large lockers that go in the back of a Tahoe or an Explorer or whatever, the drawer styles, you know, that's pretty wide. And if you only have one lock on that, you know, it's really easy to do the sides and open it up. You really need to have at least two. And so we were able to come up with the idea of doing a three-point locking system hmm. with a one-point key entry that literally will secure those, <coughs> those weapons in there. It's similar to the old-style gun safe that you would have in your house, you know. So they loved it. And then that started the progression to uh, different sizes, different models, uh, you know, different vehicles that we're going to put them in. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just... Uh, it's, it's growing. We have them, we have them on contract with uh, Unicor and uh, uh, the Border Patrol for uh, the military, for all of the military police vehicles that they do on the different bases. Uh, we shipped a bunch to Japan and South Korea hmm. and every Army base. Uh, we got it in with several major, uh, you know, sheriff's departments and different departments around the country. Mm -hmm. And our biggest thing is just getting exposure for people to see them. You yeah. know, M my whole thing on the way we've done it is any of the departments that are thinking about getting a locker, tell them I'll give you ours. And whatever ones you're thinking about, go ahead and test it. Yeah. You know, see the difference, see the mm -hmm. quality of it, the, the strength of it, the security features. And whichever one wins out is probably the one you should go with. Right. And that's how we ended up getting it in. Huh. to the the border patrol side with the uniform so that's awesome yeah that's awesome so now what is is it specific to a any kind of rig or are they they designed to where you can almost put them into any of them or are they yeah. you know are they specific um they're mostly universal okay. so we kind of say if you have the space available and the dimensions then you know we we try to see if we have a box that fits so when the one that he's talking about with the three-point locking system in the Tahoe, it's it's 40 inches wide, 34 inches deep, 14 inches high. That 40 inches wide is actually, it's very, very universal, and it can go across a lot of different vehicle platforms. So it made it easier for people to say, okay, I have a Tahoe, I have a, a Ford Interceptor or an Explorer or an Excursion, whatever. This box will work across all of those. So it helped us in manufacturing too because now we can build these things in bulk yeah knowing that it's going to go across a lot of different platforms and solve a lot of you know yeah help out in that way so um we're getting into more vehicle specific now mm -hmm. um so we have one we have a couple for like the f-150 um we're building some for like the forerunners and we get re requests daily for other ones but in the law enforcement, um, there's only a handful of vehicles really that we need to be thinking about, which is the Tahoe, the Ford Interceptor, Dodge Charger, mm -hmm. um, Dodge Durango, things like that. And so we're getting more specific to those vehicles as well. Yeah. We, the styles of some of the lockers we have, we have what we call the pullouts, mm -hmm. and they're a drawer style basically. And then we have what we call our top loaders. and. You know, the top loaders are, you know, smaller, but they're designed, too, to be very versatile for the vehicles. And a lot of the guys that we work with and a lot of what we show our lockers are all, like, 
tactical conferences, mm -hmm. California tactical, you know, Cato, what they call it, uh, California narcotics conference, uh, you know, the chief of the international chief of police, we, you know, there's all these major different places that we do with these lockers that a lot of the guys that we've known and work with, they all have, you know, most of the marshals and DEA and ICE and all that, they have unmarked vehicles mm -hmm. a lot of times. And so, you know, they trade vehicles all the time. I mean, they, they might have it for one year and then they get another one. And yeah. so if our lockers are very versatile to move from each vehicle, they don't have to just keep buying them over and over. They can switch them from the cars when they yeah. switch out. So. Nice. Nice. So with um, obviously being heavy in the law enforcement side of things, how does that translation, how's that, how has that translated over into the civilian market? And, you know, cause everybody, as we've seen, Ryan, with with all the different shows that we you know we start yeah we start going to, to you know yep. the different kinds of you know looking at just you know stuff that you can throw put in one of those you know maybe yep. it's not a gun or you know law enforcement stuff but just being having you know spaces for putting your gear and, you know yep. all that kind of stuff yeah I mean over the years when we've been going to these tactical the law enforcement shows um, a lot of the guys that are coming by they're like I love it do you have one for my personal vehicle? I got a Jeep, I got a forerunner, I got a silver, whatever. Mm -hmm. Do you have one for that? And we're like, yes and no. You know, again, we, right. we it's, yeah, if you have the space available and we have a box that fits then yeah, but then we just kept getting it. Those, those questions all the time. We're like, okay, we need to start thinking about the consumer market, mm -hmm. like really trying to market towards not just the law enforcement, but these guys that have their own rigs and all that. Right. So, yeah. So then we started to, this was a year ago and we, we would go to a shot show and walk the shot show. And, um, so about a year ago after we walked, I'm like, okay, I got to start just, I'm going to start an Instagram for it. We had, we were staying off the social media. We kind of were under the radar for a little while, just doing our thing in the law enforcement side. And, um, I started the Instagram and just kind of started throwing things out there and it was very well received and getting a lot of people like, man, your, your guys stuff looks great. You know, do you have one for a forerunner? Do you have one for a Jeep? What do you, you know, it's like, okay, now it's hitting something, right? So we're right. getting the, that feedback that we want. We're, we're hitting something that people are, are looking like they want, right? So, okay. So we're like, well, let's continue to kind of pursue this. So that's a year I'm just doing posts, just kind of gathering that feedback. What, what platform, what vehicle platform are we going to start with? Mm-hmm. Um, so it seemed like the Jeep was a good, a good one. And then just because they, you know, they have the top down if they don't have that. Right. So they need yeah. secure storage. Um, and then the forerunner was the next one. Ours, just let me back up. Our boxes right now aren't like fully waterproof and weatherproof. So most of the stuff in law enforcement, they're in Tahoe's and board instructors. So they're not fully weathered if you put it in the back of a truck we usually ask you know do you have a, a cover on it and it's strictly for weather you know just to keep it from weathering mm -hmm. um so we're looking at the vehicles that are going to be more enclosed so either in the f-150 which is another one that people were asking for so we built that about a year two years ago now um and so this last year again just doing the instagram talking to people we started to you know, notice, not notice that we've always seen the overland market and started talking to some people over there. And they're like, you know, you have a great box. And so one of our boxes now, the big one that fits in the Tahoe actually fits in the forerunner, but it's, it's 
a 200 pound box. So mm -hmm. if you're going to be overlanding or it's just a heavy box, but it's high secure. So if you're doing weapons and you're not too worried about weight, it's a great box. Yeah. But then we started getting people like, well, I just, I just need storage. I need something organized, lighter weight, all that. So um, just literally December, I started doing the design for it and we built it. We built five, five prototypes and um, had them out before the Overland Expo West, mm. which was a month ago. So <clears throat> we got those out to a couple influencers out there just to get feedback. And so that's kind of our entry into this consumer market. So the forerunner box, and then we have a Jeep specific box too. It's, it's not, it was built around the Jeep, but it can actually be used in a number of different vehicle mm -hmm. platforms, but it's a nice box. It sits off to the side. And so those are kind of the two along with the F-150 that are more vehicle specific that we're targeting for the, the consumer market right now. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, it's been, you know, we were at EJS mm -hmm. seeing that in um, Moab, which is great. And so right now the plan this year is to just kind of continue to do that. Um, just more get educated yeah. on the market, what people are asking for. We love the feedback. We always are trying to talk to the customer, figure out what it is that they need, want, the specs. We go back and forth like the... The Forerunner, for example, we I gave out just four of them mm -hmm. to the guys, and they gave me some really good feedback on little adjustments that we need to make. And so we'll make those adjustments when we do production, and then it'll be a great box at a at a good price point. And that's the that's all based on the feedback that we got from the customer. Same with the F one fifty, same with the Jeep box. Um, anything else that we do in the future, it's always going to be built around what the customer is asking for yeah. rather than us saying, saying, Hey, this is what we think is the greatest. Right. Here it is. So the more we engage in that kind of thing and going to these shows and being in front of people and getting that exposure, the more we can build the right type of uh, product. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. What's the, um, I guess who, out of the ones that you guys are putting out, which ones are the most used right now? Is it, is it Jeeps or is it, so feel like those are all like everybody that you know has at least a Jeep before an or an F one fifty, you know? Yeah. Pretty so, much. Yes. Um, yeah. But is it is there like one that's more used over the others or it's well right now, because we're still so early in this mm -hmm. in that market, um I would say based on like the Overland Expo <laughs> feedback, the forerunner box that we have right now, the lightweight version. Um, open frame that's going to be probably the most popular one. Cool. But then we're also getting it, the, the Jeep one's now getting in. It's going to be in some dealers across the country. Cool. And that's going to give us some more feedback. When Let's say we just started to design those for the Jeep and for the 4Runner. But yeah. prior to that, like Ryan said, the, uh, the, the Ford 150 uh -huh. vehicles, a lot of the law enforcement use them uh and we actually had a ford person a pretty high up ford person and some guys in the military say hey look is there a way that you can make a uh a locker that you could use under the back seat of the ford 150 and the problem is is that any of them that are out there you have to lift the seat up and then you have to undo a couple of locks on top of the locker and then you got to lift the lid up 
to get in it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if you got to get to a weapon or something really quickly, you know, that's a, you got stuff on the seat, you know, it's, it's not a good thing. So again, we took our drawer style and we measured and figured out a way where we can make one exactly that fits underneath either the, the two part of the seats or full length. And it has that three point locking system, the one key handle. And what's nice about it, which they really like is that you can literally reach the lock without having to get out of the vehicle and undo the handle with, you know, and get whatever you want, your weapon or whatever else yeah. out. That's awesome. Which really they love. Mm-hmm. And it's, and, and I mean, it's not just for weapons per se. I mean, guys right. will put their computer, the laptop in it or whatever else they want to secure. Mm-hmm. And you really don't even see it. You don't notice it. Yeah. So, and if you do lift the seat up, we've made the top of it strong enough that you could still put stuff on it like you might do, you know, mm-hmm. carrying stuff around. Yeah. Um, so, and it's a really simple. The thing that Ford wanted was we don't want to drill a bunch of holes in these cars. Yeah. So we were able to, figure out a way with just the the mounting brackets in there you don't have to drill any holes there's holes already there that can actually put the locker in and you can do it in a very short time yeah so that's that's becoming a a more popular one okay not just for like i said any of the departments and stuff but from the consumer side yeah you know totally Uh, so that's been a really good one i think is growing and Mm. getting better for everybody out there so that's awesome uh, yeah, again, it's just it's it's based on feedback from yeah. people. You know, they we we just say what what are your problems? What do you see that's out there? What would you want differently? What you know? What would be the ultimate thing? And then you get a you get this list of different things that people want, and you start to you start to see which ones are like the most common that keep coming up. And you're like, yeah. okay, let's build around those ones because you can't make everybody happy. Right. But we try to, you know, make the majority and build everything into what we can, you know, at a reasonable, at yeah. a reasonable price. Right. Yeah. That's right. awesome. Do you have uh, anything right now that you're working on that's new or coming out that? Um, that maybe you can say, maybe you can't. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> the well, the Forerunner's the literally the newest one. Gotcha. I mean, it's it's yeah. less than a month old from being <laughs> like out on the market or promoted like yeah promoting stuff yeah, so totally. the forerunner the jeep um we're working on one for it's it's pretty much done being designed for um under the seat of a silverado oh cool so that's another one the difference between like the silverados and and the dodge um is they usually have the transmission hump underneath the back seat mm-hmm. the f series don't it's a flat underneath yep. the back seat so it was a lot easier to take our drawer system, change the dimensions, and make it fit underneath the back seat because we didn't have to, you know, accommodate for that hump in the middle. So we're making one or designing one right now for the Silverado that would go across Silverado, the the GMC and the Chevy's um, models. So that's going to be a good one. It's again, it's another request that I get a lot. Do you have one for this? Um, we'll probably be doing some center console boxes because that's another. Mm-hmm. Um, highly requested thing maybe some for uh the back of the truck for like a tacoma hmm. or a tundra um again the the overland world the toyotas are very popular there so yeah, totally. coming up with some some designs for for those those platforms too will be coming out pretty soon um cool we are making a new one it's actually the prototype will probably be ready in the next couple of weeks but it's for uh, DPS, which is the Department of Public Safety for the state of 
Texas. Hmm. And wow. they are getting uh, traverses and, a, you know, consumer side type of traverse that anybody would have normally. And, you know, they don't want to tear up the car. They don't want to tear out seats or anything like that. So they kind of gave us some ideas of what they wanted. And we've designed a locker now that they'll be, they'll be able to plug right in uh, with, there's already bolts or screw holes that we can just put it in. Mm -hmm. uh, the tire is underneath that. So we had to wow. make sure that you could, from the inside, you screw it in. Yeah. So you have to have it unlocked to be able to undo it. And then you could just move the locker out if you had to get to the tire. Huh. So we got handles on the side. It's a three-point locking system lid. Yeah. And uh, it's really good size. That's awesome. So that's kind of the newest one that I think it's going to be another really versatile uh, mm. locker. Nice. Um, and... We have the other locker that we made for the sheriffs and the marshals for their uh, the uh, the buses, the prisoner buses, the big yeah. ones. Mm -hmm. uh, and what's cool about it is that it's a locker that you can use it as a top loader. Mm -hmm. You could lay it down and like push it under a seat, and then you drop the lid down. So now you've got that way to use it, hmm. and then you can stand it up and. You know, again, a three-point locking system, you can undo the handle and it'll open one way, or you flip it over and you open the handle and open the other way, depending on where you want to put it, Wow! you know, in a room or whatever else. That's cool. So that's another one I think is real versatile. We haven't really, I don't even know if we even have it on the side or anything yet, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's a, it's a one with feedback. Yeah. You know? People yep. were saying, hey, what do you think? Can we do this? And, and uh, you know, the marshals wanted to put it behind uh, and the sheriffs want to put behind the seat of the driver that are in those buses mm -hmm. so that they could have access yeah. without having to get out of the bus and go down and lift up the side of it to get it to anything, you know. Right, so, totally. So that's been a, a really good one huh. uh, that's going to work. So That's awesome. And and to go back when we, you know, real quick, going back to look at how we've kind of evolved with other things, as we progressed with, you know, the safety side and the kits, uh, through that process, you know, that's how Boss Safety Products website started. Yeah. And then we are actually one of the top distributors for Pelican cases in the country, actually. And that they go right with what we do. All the market that we work with, all the guys, you know, totally. law enforcement, all that, they go with the lockers and that kind of thing. So yeah, for sure. it's been, uh, you know, it, it, it's really nice. Now we have a website that's Pelican cases for less. And uh, we do quite a bit of business off of that on the consumer side and also military and law enforcement. So it grew to that site. Yeah. And then it grew to our boss tactical site, which we're still growing and adding products to. And then Ryan, I mean, Ryan's created all these. And then we've got our, uh, our boss strongbox site. Mm -hmm. uh, too. And then we have, I mean, we haven't used the other ones, emergency preparedness one and but yeah, I mean, basically, we these took are the four main ones. Yeah, we took bosssafety.com is the one that's going to have every one of our products on it. Yeah. Um, and then we were looking at that and we were seeing that Pelican was one of the dominant product lines on the site. And so we're like, okay, let's, let's take that out and create its own site for it. That way, people don't get mixed up in a search if they're typing in a part number and they get maybe a pelican case and maybe a respirator and like gloves and it just kind of you'll get lost right so the idea was just to keep it really focused on pelican cases and so we peeled that out 
Uh, we kept Pelican on Boss Safety, but then we created a site specifically for Pelican cases, which really helped with conversions, with with people search, you know, search function and yeah. all, all that stuff. It just made it much easier for people to find what they're looking for and yeah. and check out. And then we were doing again Boss Safety, and we we're doing these tactical shows. So we're like, well, let's just take the tactical brands that we carry and mm-hmm. create a site that's just for the tactical guys. Yeah. Again, if I'm a tactical guy and I'm looking for a knife and I'm typing in, you know, a Gerber knife and I get respirators and all these other things in there, it right. just, it's not, it's not speaking to that customer totally. and you can't really focus the marketing efforts towards, you know, that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So we for sure. created boss tactical.com. So we have boss safety.com, boss tactical, boss tactical.com, pelican cases for less.com. Then we have our emergency kits. So we have bossemergency.com. Um, and then Strongbox. Sorry. And then bossstrongbox.com. And that one, so that one's on its own right now. And um, and then we have our corporate site too that kind of just says everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so now, but again, the, the main focus really for us right now is boss safety, the kits is that's our, that's our thing. And then boss strongbox. Um, and then Pelican and, and then, yeah, as we kind of grow the tactical side a little bit more with more lines and stuff, we'll focus on that. But really for us being a small business and mm-hmm. we all wear different hats and we're all always doing something different. We, yeah. di- we just made the decision, like, let's just stay focused on one or two things. And right yeah. now that the main one for us right now is Strombox. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And Pelican. So Yeah. That's awesome. So how, as far as the business side and jumping onto the family aspect of running a business, how is, how, how, how's that worked for you guys over the years and, you know, with different strengths, different weaknesses, you know, obviously different ages, different experiences, all that kind of stuff. How, have, how have you guys, um, you know, been able to manage that and, and use it to your advantage in growing, growing the company? Well, you know, anytime you have family, it's always going to be a real concern for everybody <laughs> yep. involved, you know? Yep. And, uh, you know, how many guys like to listen to their dad all the time, which <laughs> they don't anyway. So, I mean, it doesn't really matter. But, uh, and I I, I've, got, I've gotten used to it. <laughs> they you know, are. Uh, I'm pretty used to it. So. Yeah. But, um, you know, you know, Ryan, you know, started when he, you know, was still in college during the summer and stuff, and he do stuff. So, as time went on, it, you know, we kept growing it. And then there was a time where there was some other opportunity Ryan had that he was able to go and work with a, a guy that owned a company that he sold his company to Google. Oh, so wow. Okay. He, he knows all this stuff that where Ryan has learned and, and got the knowledge of the marketing side of things. Yeah. Pretty much was able, because of a big part of that. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, so going back, we I was basically a part of it from the beginning when I was coming back from college. And then as soon as I was done with college, I was, I was working full time in the business. And then it's probably for 10, 10 years, 12 years. And then that other opportunity came up and it just, at the time just made sense to, you know, let's, it, it was good for, I think it was good for both of us just to oh, kind of like. Turned out to be really yeah, interesting. Let's That's awesome. do our thing. I went there, I was working there for three years. I learned a bunch from just digital marketing and technology and just, it's just a new perspective, right? I've always been in this side of the business. And so, so seeing something from a, another perspective just 
was really good. And then after three years, we started talking and just made sense to come back in. And that was two years, three years ago now. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Um, and then, yeah, coming back. And that's when we really started to focus and really try to get, you know, make make the moves that we've, we've been doing over the last couple of years. So. And, and Jeff, uh, yeah. he um, came back. I mean, well, he was kind of, he kind of started back full-time because he was doing some other things as far as uh, financing and banking stuff. And then, uh, so when he came in, he's now kind of handling all of our uh, quotes, requests mm-hmm. that come in every day. I mean, we get cool. so many of them, you know, whether it's safety products or quite a bit of the Pelicans. Yeah. So he's been doing great handling that whole side. And, uh, and then photography know, and yeah, he does all yeah. the, the product photos and stuff for the Bostron box. Yeah, yeah he is great photos. Basically a, a professional photographer in a yep. lot of ways. He does weddings and stuff like that. So yeah, it's been great for us in our catalog and how we've you know been able to, you know, have him handle that kind of thing. Yeah. He may not be as good as you guys, but <laughs> no, he's really, <laughs> we talked about it last night. He's really good. <laughs> he's really good. With but, uh, don't try to hire him away. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, you know, as far as the family and that kind of thing, I, you know, uh, I, for me, I feel it's, it, it could be, it's going to be a blessing to them going forward. You know, someday, you know, I'm going to get too old to do all this stuff and it probably might be next week, but, um, <laughs> You know, it's it's a good thing for them to carry on, and yeah. I know how much Ryan and Jeff they love the the guys like you know meeting you and your yeah. brother and and uh, you know the other guys we all you know kind of know and yeah it's just it's it's great to see that synergy with everybody like that and they all got you know they just communicate well yeah and so I just feel really good about the things they'll continue to uh, you know grow and develop and. Uh, you know, hopefully I, they can send me a check when I'm in Montana or Boise, you know. And I'm, there you go. You know, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, so I just feel like it's it's going to be a really blessing to them yeah. and their family and, you know, the kids and stuff. So, yeah, um, I'm I mean, thankful for them here. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, you know, you, you were in family business. Mm-hmm. You're in a family yep. business now. You, yeah. you and your dad and your brother were doing one for a while. So, you know, the ins and outs of how you know there's ups and downs it's not always fun it's not but i think you know after i thought it was (laughs) 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 no but you just you always have to remind yourself you know like what it is that what we have here yeah and that what we're doing and where we're going and all that stuff and you know you it's we have these conversations all the time it's just like you just forget like what what we're doing and like wait this is pretty awesome that we can still be like we're working together as a family and we're building this thing mm-hmm. and um yeah that doesn't that doesn't happen Mm-mm. very often no no um, what's the biggest thing that that you guys have taken from that as working together um over the last couple of years specifically on making it work better as and grow closer together with that because obviously like you said there's you know me and my brother have had this roller coaster of just craziness you know and 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 the biggest thing for us is just has been really like sitting back and like taking it step back because we got 
you know, I've got my strengths, he's got his strengths, we've got our weaknesses, stuff like that, and, and trying to use that to to as an advantage and to to grow with that. And so there's always those different things of like, you know, just stepping back and trying to throw that stuff away and be like, okay, how do we use this and and grow with this? What's that what's that been look like for you guys? Like is there something that you guys are just like has been the core for the last couple of years of just learning that or Yeah, I think it was just we just kind of found our lane. Like once I, I came back after being gone for three years and I really, the main focus, I, I wasn't in the office after I came back for a little bit, I was working Mm -hmm. remote and it was strictly to stay focused on what I just kind of learned more of in the website and marketing and building that. And so I think it was just more understanding each other's lane and, you know, strengths, like you're saying, and, just making sure that we stay focused on those things and respect that that's what I do. That's what he does. That's what Jeff does. And, and we just go, right. Mm -hmm. we just stay in those lanes and then we support each other as we, you know, as we cross over and we're, we talk weekly, daily about strategy or ideas or things like that. And we figure out what, what the next move is going to be together. So that's cool. Well, and over the years uh, when Ryan was, you know, uh, doing the, you know learning and doing the things he did with that other company the thing was it's been all really on me in a lot of ways over the the years i probably when i had some of the guys in the company i was still the one that always would travel and do the shows the conferences and stuff mm-hmm. like that so i you know i was doing 12 to 15 of them a year you know yeah. so i'm i'm in a hotel for 50 nights a year or whatever <laughs> you know it was crazy and a lot of flying and just all that which you know i go to dc you know, often and, you know, all over the different states where they have the conferences. And what's nice now is that uh, we're getting, you know, Ryan and Jeff are, are getting to know the guys. That's what I'm doing is taking them on trips and let them get to know the different guys that I know in D.C. or different yeah. areas and let that relationship start. You know, I still love going and doing those things, you yeah. know. Uh, there's no way in this world that I would be able to do the marketing stuff that, you know, Ryan, you know, does for what we're doing there. So that's a huge blessing mm-hmm. and, you know, have that strength for a business like this. I mean, yeah. you know, that's a huge part of it. I mean, you can only go out and try to see conferences, but you got to have the other part of it. Right. So, mm-hmm. and that's been a big key for us. And yeah. then what's great too, is the fact that Jeff, we, our goal is for any, any quote that would come in a request for quote, you know, we get to it immediately as yeah. fast as we can so that people can get their answers and then and then he's following up and he's you know do whatever we can and so yeah. you know he's developing great relationships with companies that you know you know buying 50 or 100 cases here and there you know i mean right so that's a part that we really had to have taken care of mm-hmm. and that's what he's been doing that's and cool. you know that'll continue to grow and um but you know as as we go forward uh you know we come across so many different things though too when we're out there i mean uh i don't know i should know but i i met a gentleman that's a secret service agent that works in the white house and Mm. he and his brother came up with a specialized backpack Hmm. that is a full-on converted bulletproof vest front and back the way they designed it and wow so we're we're kind of i'm trying to get that out to the different law enforcement guys because most of them when they are off duty mm-hmm. you know they're going to have a go bag or something but typically they're not taking their vest with them and if there's an incident a lot of time they're going to respond you know because right. they do have a weapon yeah 
but you know they're not walking around with a vest like you know going in the store or going to the airport but they'll have a backpack in the situation right. that doesn't even look like a anything tactical yeah and it converts to uh you know huh. a, a bulletproof vest which to me i just want the guys to see it because if it's something they could use and have and save their life then that's great right i don't mm -hmm. think i've sold any of them i think we just given them to all the guys <laughs> that i know but right but those are kind of the cool things that i i feel that it's important for us and when we're out there to see people mm -hmm. is to look at things that you know are going to protect key things protecting weapons is one of the biggest things you got to do in the law enforcement side you can't yeah. have things or even just the consumer side right you know? mm -hmm. uh anything we can do that can help protect any of the officers or whoever mm -hmm. i'm for i'm yeah. just throw it out there you know and yeah. uh you know we we we've done well. We still do. We do some specialized <laughs> sensors that actually go with special operations with mm. uh, SOCOM. It's a company that I know the guys that make them, mm -hmm. and uh, the Border Patrol uses them as well. Mm. Um, so we have those things on our GSA contract. We have a contract that we got over the years, yeah. and so you know we get to get to get a lot of new, different, cool things that we get to be around. You yeah. know. And so every day is different. Yeah. And, but like Ryan says, probably the biggest thing that I believe that we try to do is listen to people and ask, you know, questions and see what makes sense, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and when we talked earlier, you never know one thing would take you in this direction and your whole world and life can change. Right. Just like that little life. Yeah. I mean, that's a God thing in my mind. You know, yeah, there's no way sure. you could plan that, that this, change everything right mm -hmm. well just yeah playing off that just how it's evolved just in in the last few years and just the fact that we're sitting here yeah talking right mm -hmm. and the relationships and we've talked about this a number of times just how cool it's been over just the last few years um meeting the different guys and like just how much we all get along and it just works like you know, starting with Black Rack back years ago, mm -hmm. right? If we weren't at that show in Pendleton and we didn't meet Kevin, we wouldn't have Black Rack, which Black Rack would not have hired, or we wouldn't have met Casey at some right. point, right? And Casey's mm -hmm. the one that introduced, introduced you yep. to Black Rack and then us to you. And so you have like these connections that are being made that just never would have happened if, right. yeah. if these little things didn't line up. And, um, you know, now we got, we're, we're sitting here talking with you guys, mm -hmm. Cody, Thomas, yeah. uh, like all these guys out there that we get to yeah. hang out with and have a good time and do these shows. It just makes doing the business that much more fun. Right. So it's been, mm -hmm. yeah, it's been a lot of fun lately. Well, I could cool. share one other thing if you wanted yeah, to totally. about, uh, about <clears throat> just circumstances that you never know. Uh, when I was telling you about the sensor company that we do stuff with for uh, the special ops, SOCOM, uh, there's a conference every year they have in Tampa that's called the uh, SOFIC mm -hmm. conference. It's special operations. They have, you know, the guys coming in from all different countries and stuff. So I went to that show just for the the uh, the sensors, but I brought the black rack hmm. mount just to stand with two mounts on it, yeah. sitting on a corner inside of this thing. And we had one on a demo Polaris unit that was over in another booth. So, you know, I was walking over there and I'm looking at, and these guys are looking at that mount. And, you know, I asked them, well, what are you guys thinking about that? And they go, 
we like that. And I said, well, let me show you how it works. So they came back over to where I was. Mm -hmm. Well, these guys were, I would say, basically SEAL Team 6 guys and the SOCOM, I mean, the right. main guys that are out there. Yeah. And they saw that black rack and they go, we came to this conference just to find something like this. It's the only thing we're coming to try to find because huh. they have this new vehicle. It's called the Flyer. And it, it actually, there's several different ones that they make, which is an all-terrain vehicle. In fact, if you see a commercial, you've seen the new commercial on TV that says GoArmy.com, mm -hmm. those vehicles are going across that desert. <laughs> they have the black rack now on them. <laughs> wow. So That's they, awesome. they needed it because those vehicles are just pounded and they're flying and you yep. know they have six guys in them. And the problem is, is the guy that's in the middle in the back, he's standing up on a turret, you know, with the big weapon up there. Yeah. And he, where's his gun being held? You know, he's bouncing around down below and the other right. guy, you know, and if he has to go out the top, then, you know, that gun goes down. So we were able to get that mount that sits on that turret right off his shoulder. Hmm. And it, now he has that weapon there handy. And then right. the driver sits in the middle between two guys and we have the weapon mount off his shoulder right next to him hmm. so wow. again if i hadn't showed up right that just first time and it's like it's just a miraculous thing and and, yeah. and, and like you said you, it's uh it's just a thing with black rack you know it just just you got to go right different places and you just gotta we just gotta try to show people what we have yeah but I feel good about it is because now we have something out there that could make a huge difference for whoever the guys are in that vehicle. Yeah, exactly. Make sure their weapon, you know, not bouncing around and having yeah. their optics get knocked off or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So another one of those big circumstances. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy how um, that kind of stuff starts to happen, you know, when you're, you're, you're working so hard and, you know, you're trying to build the dream that you have, you know, and, and the ambition that you have. And, you sometimes you just feel like it's just that ongoing and you just feel like nothing's happening and all of a sudden something like that happens, you know, and then you're just like, Oh my gosh, like, okay, this is, you know, this is why I'm doing it. You know, like those little, those little nuggets of just the, the happenstance, you know, um, yeah. where yeah. they come about and it just, it changes everything, changes your perspective. It, it brings to that back to the forefront. You're like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, it's just, you know, one of those, yep. one of those little things, you know? Yep. So, I mean, that's happened a lot too in our business because we, you know, we've had, uh, we got the name seven years ago and then, um, we, we, we worked that as well as working for my dad's company because my dad's got a restoration company and, um, we, I was running outdoor operations. Mike was running office operations. So same, you know, it's a lot of the same scenario. My dad was, you know, my dad was running the whole thing. So, um, and then we just we just had the passion for you know doing the video stuff, and so once we started the name, it was we were working you know sixty seventy hours a week for my dad, and then as soon as you know we clocked off, it was like we'd start doing the video stuff, and that was day in and day out, day in, and, you know. In about two years, we get to a point where we're like, ah, maybe we could do this you know full time, and so we kind of we jumped into it um, slowly, you know, Micah went first and then a couple months after that, and then I jumped in and then it was, you know, it was that scary, you know, barely paid yourself and, you know, you, but you just, that's, that's the love of what you're doing and, you know, is your passion. So keep it grinded. But then you start meeting like Casey, like Casey was a huge, and I've talked about a lot of different stuff too. Like Casey was just one of those guys that 
I met through a mutual friend and he brought me along and met Casey and Casey's like, Oh, that's cool. What you do? And so I did a little video for him and then all of a sudden Casey introduced me to this guy and then Mm -hmm. this guy, you know, and it's just like, you know, and obviously Casey introduces you guys and then introduces Cody, you know, and it's just those different kinds of things that just happen. You're like, Whoa, like where did this come from? And, (laughs) you know, and so it's, and there've been a lot of those kind of like that, that just like, out of nowhere it just happens you have that feeling and it just happens and takes off and, you know yeah. off to the next thing you know and then then it's a struggle after that and you're like oh it's gonna happen again <laughs> yeah the roller coaster yep but so no it's been it's fun i love it i really really enjoy every it. day is different yes it is for sure yes, every week every day every month yeah but it's fun it's been a lot of fun lately what's the coming from uh, a dad's side and working with your sons, give us a little, I guess, give us the, 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 the satisfaction that comes from, from that, from your side. Well, it's great to be around them yeah. each day. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, you it's mean great that? to have <laughs> Becky come in and bring the little Wyatt, you know, his little son and, uh, you know, where it's the family. I mean, it's just, it's cool to, uh, see his ideas and see the things that he's coming up with, with the marketing and all that stuff. There's no way that I would, mm-hmm. would be doing that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a blessing to have him and to have Jeff. And, you know, I just always pray that it'll just continue to grow and, and do what, you know, they're doing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fun cause he's, these guys got great ideas and, you know, they enjoy, you know, meeting guys like you and Casey and all of them, mm-hmm. Cody and all that. And, you know, for me, I feel, I feel for me in the future that, uh, you know, if, if it's a legacy or whatever, but that this business now is going to go forward and, mm-hmm. you know, make a, a good life for them and my grandkids. And, you know, and that's what I'm so thankful for that, you know, they can be here and we can work together without, you know, slamming doors and right. doing like that. So, yeah. you know, but, uh, that's cool. So I'm very blessed to have them here. Yeah. And, uh, I think, uh, we got a lot of good things ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Still, so that's awesome. Yeah. What about your side, Ryan? What's your working with the family? Just real quick. You want me to leave I the see. room? <laughs> <laughs> I'll turn his headset yeah. off. Real quick. <laughs> um, no, it's, yeah, it's great. I mean, everything, kind of what he said, just the fact that we can come in and um, work alongside each other mm-hmm. and have that mutual respect in the different aspects of what we know we're good in. Yeah. And um, knowing that, yeah. That, I just like the fact that what I'm working on building is going to be to the benefit of our family. Right, so it's all of us involved cool. with my dad, mom, brothers, mm-hmm. our wives, kids, all that. So having that be the drive is um, is just is nice. Instead of being working for somebody else and making that person and their family, you know, building right. their business, why shouldn't we be doing it together and building our business right. and building that? legacy or whatever you want to call it of because yeah just building something that we are going to be proud of and give us the ability to do bigger things beyond 
us, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the goal right. that right. we have is this for this company is to do something bigger than just like supply ourselves with income, right? So it's how can we how can we grow it to where we're doing helping people? Yeah, like, I mean that's what we want to do. We want to be able to have a place in Montana or Boise, a, a lodge that we can do wolf hunts, bring people to, you know, do um, fundraisers for whatever, like veterans mm-hmm. and just do something that is bigger than what, bigger than us. And right. I think that's our, that's our goal. And if we can do that and live a comfortable life and help other people, then I think we'll be, we'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's awesome. one thing that's cool is Ryan uh, came up, I think it was last year, and we, uh, you know, utilized what knowledge and experience he has in setting up uh, an online uh, fundraiser hmm. for uh, the group that you did. Yeah, for. Gold Star Teen Adventure. Yeah. And so what we did, what he did was he got connected with a lot of different uh, of our, uh, you know, manufacturers uh, and asked if they would be willing to donate products. You know, we did quite a few lockers, you know, we did some kits, we did Pelican, you know, we had all kinds of different companies putting in their black rifle, you know. Uh, And so, you know, he just opened it up and it just kind of, people, I don't know how you, you you set it up, it went really well, I think, for the first time. I mean. Yeah, we raised 6,500 bucks in a month. It was one of their best, um, fundraisers for for that group so gold star team adventure is the the nonprofit, and they help the kids of um of service members who lost their lives so if a dad or mom uh, if they lost their lives in the line of duty special ops guys at the time now they've expanded into law enforcement and firefighters Mm -hmm. so now they're helping the kids of anybody has lost their life basically in the line of service and they bring these kids together that have all had that same experience who have lost a parent and then they take them on adventures. Mm-hmm. So they'll go scuba diving. They'll go, sweet, yeah, go hiking, go on run, whatever. They just bring them together, camaraderie thing, and they do four or five a month. Anyways, that's yeah. always cool those because are, you do it live. I mean, he literally sets up the camera, you know, and he's doing the drawings and everybody, cool. you know, names and and actually, honestly, I remember going back. It was it was about eighty five hundred bucks. I think you ended up doing yes. It was uh, it that's turned awesome. out really well. So we'll pro- right. we're going to do most likely you'll probably do another one. We try to do that. You're going to cool. try to do that often. Yeah, I mean, the, I, the point is that whenever we have an opportunity, whenever we go to shows that they're doing some kind of fundraiser, like these like these tactical shows, they they usually do some kind of raffle fundraiser at the end to raise money for um, for a yeah. program or something like that. So mm-hmm. we'll be donating a box. We'll be cool something like that. So again, the point is that the the idea that going back to your original question of working mm-hmm. together as a family is just that we all have this common goal, right? And we're all on the same page of where we want to go and how we want to get there. Yeah. And it's hard to get that if you're not aligned or you're working for somebody else. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's yeah being able to do that every day and knowing that's we're all there, then mm-hmm. it makes it very easy. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's super wow. cool. what's the kind of going on to the business side is there anything that you can give to other people that are some information on on how to do 
business with family? You know, is there any kind of, you know, golden nuggets that you guys have found? Cause you've been doing it a long time that you can, you know, if there's people listening that, that are doing, you know, a business venture with their brother, their dad, their sister, you know, or, or any kind of family member. Um, cause it's so different, you know, and there's so much that goes on. Is there anything that something small like that, that you, like, that you guys have found like, Hey, this is, this is what really helps or this is, you know, there's a big deal or something along those lines. Um, I think for me is, um, is one setting the expectations, right? Knowing the, each other's strengths, like you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. other, everyone's strengths and the weaknesses and then playing to those, right. And then establishing those expectations of this is what you're going to be focused on. And this is what I'm going to be focused on this is what you're going to be focused on. And, and then, that's just from like the business side, but then from just the family relationship side, it's, it's just a constant reminder that, you know, you have the business and then you have the family and it's very hard to separate those two, but you gotta be, you have to remind yourself that that is business and family. And I think one of the hardest things is like when you, when we leave here, you know, it's Friday right now, but for the weekend and we hang out on the weekends, to try to separate that so it's not always consuming outside of work right. too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool that we can have those conversations, but it's also you want to still keep that father-son, father-daughter, that relationship outside of it where you're going and doing things that aren't business-related yeah. and still doing those things that you got, you know, you enjoy doing with the family, whether it go to the beach, going camping, going hunting, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you're doing that and right. s- trying to separate, separate that that's so that it's not, you know, cause that's where it gets. Well, yeah, I, it's, I think we've done pretty good on doing that. I mean, we don't sit and just talk about business when we get together now. No. Yeah. yeah I think I we've gotten much better. Really yeah. yeah. No, I know yeah. for but, sure. But it's, that's just a reminder for people yeah, that, right. So that there aren't always constantly, talking about or thinking about it and it's it's literally it's a conscious deci- decision to mm-hmm. say no this we're gonna just enjoy ourselves and yeah hang out yeah that's cool and, and one of the things for me i think over the years i've you know realized too that especially now as we're getting you know more the boys are getting so much more involved and stuff like that is that you know i really need and i do listen to them i you know i don't want to get my thinking that, you know, I know everything and, you know, no, this is the way it's got to be and, you know, not open to suggestions or anything like that. And I think, uh, you know, I don't want my ego or my pride to get in the way. And so I really try to, you know, listen and have them. And I'm, it's kind of like for me is, Hey, whatever you think's going to work, go for it. You know, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, you guys are going to do way better than I did. Right. So, but in my mind, I did, you know, that's one thing I just want to, I'm trying to make sure that I do is not think that I have all the answers because I don't. Yeah. And to be blessed with, you know, any business basically in the years, because I've had those other companies and stuff, the biggest part of it becoming successful is the people that you have around you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And you got to have people that have a lot of skills that make up for the lack of skills that you might have as the owner or the boss or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And so we're blessed with that here yeah for me so no that's yeah. awesome it's, it's pretty neat yeah yeah i know those two you know can each one that you said it's used for staying in your lane um it's it's that's been a big thing for us of just finding like 
and the communication, like you were saying, as far as talking with like, Hey, how do, you know, talking this through, like, Hey, I know this is like what I'm thinking is what, you know, maybe what we should do, but what do you think, you know, and then being open to that. I know those, those yeah. two have been huge for Mike and I just, you know, cause we're gone yeah. a lot. And so we're traveling like right now he's in Africa and you know, we're here in California and then, you know, we get back and we switch and we're just all over the place. But when we going through that stuff, it's like, Hey, here's my idea. And here's what I'm thinking. Here's what, you know, this is this, but what do you think? And then, you right. know, and then we start, you know, going through it and hey did you look at this and and usually when we get down through it i'm like mike is like you know schooled me on it and i'm like my idea sucked and like it's not <laughs> you know but uh but it's it's using it's using that it's using the strength mm-hmm. staying in your lane but then the communication for it i think that's huge for you know keeping the family sanity together yeah <laughs> no, absolutely know? i mean it's like any relationship so, right whether it be direct family or a marriage or anything, right? It's, it's communications, it's established expectations. It's understanding the things that you just said. It's like, mm-hmm. it's all that. So no matter, it just, there just there gets another dynamic in it when it is family and you are in business and there's money involved and right. there's like big decisions that need to be made and all that stuff. That's where it can get, you know, complicated or stressful or whatever. But yeah, again, if you're able to just take a step back, Take a like you you know okay mm-hmm. let's sit down take break a breath you break it down <laughs> it's not that big of a deal let's yeah. let's walk through it and then you know move forward yeah yeah no that's cool yeah it yeah. is good that's awesome well I mean that's all questions that I had you know did it. unless there's anything you guys want to jump in and um you got anything. Say. Just, I mean, we covered a lot. I yeah, know that yeah. we kind of jumped around a little bit. Did, so, but, but that um, kind of gives yeah. you an idea of like we're more than just Boss Strongbox. Again, the corporate's Boss Innovation and Marketing. We do a lot of different things. Our focus, obviously, is Boss Strongbox and these other things, and Pelican and some of these other stuff. But um, yeah, we got a lot of good things coming up. Yeah, um, we got a lot of things on the consumer side for the the Strongbox and mm-hmm. working with. We're going to be working with you guys more on some videos that we have some ideas on. We've yeah. already talked about and we're excited for that and just yeah, continuing definitely. building these relationships and yeah, growing as much as we can over the next. So we're going to have to go so buy a stagecoach and go find one of those old Wells Fargo strong boxes that they put on those stagecoaches mm-hmm. that that's how we kind of got the name yep. is that strong box that they used to use on those stage coaches. Mm. <laughs> so you guys will have to come up with a way that we're yep. going to present that and we'll, yep. no, it's we'll figure sweet. that out. I'm looking forward to that. It's <laughs> so, going to be a fun project. Yeah. So where, um, I guess, where can people find you guys? Um, Cause I know you kind of laid it out as far as the different websites, but what's the, you know, so, so the, for your stuff. Yeah. So the websites again, boss safety.com, boss tactical.com, pelican cases for less.com, boss strongbox.com. Um, those would be the main ones. Our social media side, the the main social media right now that I'm focused on is boss strongbox. Okay. So mainly on Instagram. Cool. Um, so that's at boss strongbox. Um, so those would be the best places to reach out and you know, say hi or ask questions or check out our products. Um, yeah, there's some pretty cool pictures in there for a lot of the, the way guys are using the weapon lockers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It really is. Cool. Yeah. And it's been uh, it's been growing pretty nicely over the last few months. So. Sweet. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then anything for you? Just 
looking forward to this whole new market on the side of the consumer side. Yeah. Because I really believe that, um, you know, the guys out there that have those vehicles, they take pride in those vehicles. Yeah. And they want to have, you know, items that are in there that are quality mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, fits with what they do to put, you know, put totally. those cars together. So, yep. and I think we're definitely been trying to listen to make sure that we kind of design these things so that they would be proud to show people and, you yeah. know, uh, and to have it in their vehicles. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I think that's going to be a huge thing for us going forward is, is that the consumer side too, yeah. you know, um, so that's just gonna yeah. keep that's growing. Awesome. Yeah. So, well, thank you for being on the podcast, guys. Well, Thanks for having us. This was, was fun. a fun time. Yeah. I really enjoyed it, and I hope all the listeners enjoyed hearing about you yes, guys. And hopefully, we'll go check you guys' so. stuff out and definitely go buy the stuff, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. So, well, <laughs> yep. I really thank appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're able to glean some valuable insights from this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review and let us know what you thought and your feedback. We would love to hear from you. If you want to find out more, visit silverlinefilm.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under Silverline Films. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Silverline Behind the Frame.